Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. And so my husband kept giving it to him and I was like, no, no. So obviously it started causing issues with us because I just, I, I did not trust this guy, but I had to wait till my husband saw it. So the big questions are these, how can we navigate and negotiate every situation in our lives, in our career, in our businesses, in our relationships, and even with ourselves for our own self-worth? In other words, what if you could win every time and have no losers? Let's face it, we're not negotiating just to buy a car or for a pay raise. We are negotiating for living in every aspect of our lives. How can we do that powerfully, successfully, and victoriously? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Rebecca Zung, and welcome to the time where you negotiate your best life. Welcome to another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung, and I'm super excited today to welcome Sharon Scott. I cannot wait to share her story. It's so inspirational. She has been to hell and back with a narcissist and in a business setting. And she came to me through my sleigh program. And she's been, I mean, she was just telling me her story. And I, I was like, we got to share this. We got to share this. This is uh, it's something that I think everybody who he is listening will be able to understand, identify with, whether you're dealing with a, a toxic personality in a family setting, in a business setting, whatever it is, you guys are going to be able to identify with, be inspired by, be empowered by, and Thank you, Sharon, for being willing to come on and share your story and welcome. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. I appreciate it. So tell us, take us back to when you first met this person and what was this person like at the beginning? Okay. We have our own business, my husband and I, and um, um he came, he worked as an employee for my husband for many years. And then he um, wanted to become a, a business partner. And so my husband said, okay. And so he, and so we knew them. They were friends. We thought they were wonderful people. Um, and so he came on and my husband just loved him. Just thought he was just the greatest. And He's so he charming. Charming, wonderful. Oh, you guys are wonderful. He's 20. Him and his wife are like 20 years younger than us. So they were just like, you know, acted like our kids and treated us like their parents and just were just so just, just, yeah, just kindest, kindest people. Perfect in every way. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. 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 So then tell it, take us through the journey. What happened next? So then he became a partner and it wasn't long. It was probably three months into it that I just noticed, oh my goodness, this guy's asking for everything. He's promising stuff. He's not doing what he says, but my husband, he was his partner and my husband just thought he was just the greatest. And he just kept giving him, um, you know, it's okay. And giving him leeway and he'd ask for more money and ask for, um, 
travel money and and apartment money and and um, car money and so, and a raise for this that and the other and and um, all these ben- extra benefits and so my husband kept giving them to him and I was like no no so obviously it started causing issues with us because I just I I did not trust this guy but I had to wait till my husband saw it and so he was he was um he would do things behind our back. He started another company behind our back. And it was just kind of a pattern with him. So it was like every three months. So every three months, there was a big blowout. And so um, and so then it was just a big blowout, crying sessions, temper tantrum from him. And then everything would calm down and he apologized and everything was nice for two weeks. And then everything was quiet. And I just felt like, oh dear, something's happening. And you look back at each blowup, the trouble that he was causing started the two weeks after he had just said he was sorry. And he was already within two weeks after that causing trouble that would cause issues with our company. And it was, it was just, it was just crazy. He was doing illegal things. He was having our employees work for uh, his company that he had behind our back and we were having to pay them. I mean, it was just, and, and then he would make it sound like my husband was the one that had told, told them, course with the litigation hold on emails he got our emails we got his emails and those emails were like oh my goodness are you trying to hang yourself I mean it was just like he was telling us one thing and he was telling other people another thing and so we ended up able to get a lot of information on him yeah and and I want to just go back because um you know, you said a lot of things right there. And, um, you know, I have talked about how I ended up in a business situation with a narcissist as well. And, you know, the patterns are so similar. And, you know, and I've talked about like the passive aggression. Um, And would would you, would you, would you characterize this person as a covert narcissist? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so like the passive aggression where they say they're going to do something and then they just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you go Absolutely. to ask them about it and, you it's know, someone else's fault. Right. And then, and, but then, you know, because your husband, would you characterize your husband as like an empathic person? Yes. And, and very much, very, a lot of confidence and um, people look up to him as a leader. And so that was, that was intimidating to this guy and he wanted to be the leader and he wanted people to look up to him. And so he, there was a lot of jealousy there. Right. But, so then, but, and then you so, you know, there's the pattern again. So this guy attached himself to your husband again. And, you know, a lot of the things that I've said, they don't attach yes. themselves to people because they have so little value. They attach themselves to you because you have so much. So, you know, a lot of people look up to your husband. So there he is, he's attaching himself to him because he has so much value, but then, you know, and he looks so perfect and he presents himself like, look at all the things I'm going to be able to do and all the value I'm going to be able to bring to the company and all of that. Right. And all these things I'm going to do promises, promises, promises. And then as soon as he gets in, you know, I'm going to do these things, do these things, do these things, and then falls flat. He's not doing them. But then, you know, now your husband is put in this position of you know, policing, Hey, where's the thing you said you're going to do? Why aren't you doing it? And that now your husband's like, 
you know, because I remember myself being put in that position, like, do I say something? How often do I say something? Should I ask again? What's going on? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's, it's a very uncomfortable position to be in when you're talking to your quote unquote partner. It's not supposed to be your employee necessarily. Even if it is your employee, how often are you supposed to ask? How often are you supposed to police? You know, I mean, it's, it's a very uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. So it's yes. a passive aggression. And then the gaslighting. Oh, you know, uh, we talked about that. Don't you remember? You know, oh, and the stuff when he would say, Oh, I didn't agree to that. And it's like, Well, here's the contract. You signed it. Well, but I didn't agree to that. Here's the meeting you were in. You were asked if you had any any comments. You said no, but I didn't agree to that. I mean, it was just like. I mean, I was like wanting to pull my hair out. What do you mean you didn't agree to it when everything shows that you did agree to it? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's so similar. And then you, you, you like you start to think you're going crazy, right? And then lining up the flying monkeys. Here's another oh. situation, right? Absolutely. So. He got so many people to call my husband and to yell at him and ball him out and tell him he was horrible when he started when he started suing us. And it was like, I just wish those people would, you know, we, we respected the gag order. And so we didn't say anything and we don't, and he, but he was bad mouthing us. And so they were yelling and screaming at at us, telling us that, you know, we were wrong. We were horrible people. And I just wish they would have, you know, realized, we just kept saying, just realize there's two sides, but I wish once it was over that they would have come and asked for our side. Only one person that had called us up came and asked, Okay, what is your side of the story? But I want to point something out, though, because you said when the litigation started, but I want to point something out that is actually maybe, and and maybe you want to um, check me on this, because I believe that he started lining up the flying monkeys even long before that. Absolutely. They actually start planting seeds with the flying monkeys long before the discard phase. Absolutely. They start actually planting seeds like they just drop little bombs, little things like, oh, you know, he said this or they they're they're not always they don't always have your back like you think they might or they just might oh, say that? little things like yes. that that um, that just might make people start to question, you know, um, so that when things start to happen, they go, see, I told you, remember I mentioned that. Yes. Oh, he did that all the time. He did that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. When one story that is jumping out at me, as you're saying that is, um, um, our financial assistant, our financial um, consultant, he was talking always with the partner because the partner did not understand the finance as well in the company. And so we had this finance, the financial financial consultant talk to him and explain to him, okay, this is what it means. You know, you don't understand business well. So you have somebody here to bounce things off of. And so he would just complain the whole time. He would never ask about the finances or the business or anything. He knew nothing about it. So one day we said to the financial guy, we said, 
did you say X, Y, and Z? Um, and he says, no, I didn't. And we, and so um, we, he says, where'd you get that from? We said, well, the partner said that this is what you said. And so he says, no, I didn't. Well, I am going to go and I'm going to clear that up with him. And I says, okay, you do that. And he was very professional. He never shared with us their conversations or anything. We said, hey, what if he needs privacy, you give him his privacy. He was very professional. I said, just do me a favor. When you talk to him, when the conversation is over, could you please ask him to summarize your conversation? And he goes, okay. So the next day he calls up and he goes, oh my goodness, you won't believe what happened. So we talked, we had this wonderful conversation. I cleared up the, the issue that he had said to you guys. We, 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 we had this great conversation. I thought everything was on track. We were on the same page. And so then I thought, okay, I'll ask him what Sharon said. So I said, can you summarize this conversation? And his summary was, well, you agreed with me on this and you told me my next step was this. And the financial guy was, wait, no, 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 wait, wait, reel it in. No, I did not say any of those things. He goes, that's what I heard. And he said, we ended up in a great big fight. I can't talk to the guy again. And he had been talking with him for two years, trying to help him with the finances. But he always thought that that they had a good conversation. And I said, well, now you know how we feel. <laughs> that's the conversations we have with him. Yeah. I mean, and so it's that that flying monkey thing that they start long before the discard phase because they want to start planting that those seeds of manipulation long before, long before. Yeah. 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 So um, and, and the money thing, too. I don't know if you saw anything with money, the financial piece as well. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. The financials. He's always like, um, I need more money. I should get paid more. And it's and um, so we're like, why should you get paid more? Well, everybody agrees I should get paid more. Well, who's everybody? Well, the banker. We asked the banker. He doesn't think you should get paid more. The contract says that both owners should be paid the same. Well, well, then the finance guy, he said that we should that I should get paid more. No, we asked him. He, he he thinks you get paid way too much. The account. Oh, well, then it's the accountant. Accountant um, says it. So who else is saying that you should be paid more? Well, I think it makes more sense. And that's what it comes down to when you get pushing and pushing and pushing. It's like, but he would always say, oh, everybody thinks I should be paid more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then the, you know, the lying and, and all of that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. So, oh. Yeah. So, so then you enter into this discard phase and um, at some point you, you said that you started to go into this litigation. Yes. So then we went into litigation and so he sued the company and then he sued my husband and then he did the lowest of the low. He sued me because I could have talked my husband into giving him half of the company. And I chose not to. That was what he sued me on. And he put me through hell, all the discovery, all the claims of things that I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous. And you weren't um, even a partner in the company. I'm not a partner. I'm on the board, board of directors. But I am not a partner and I do work in the company, but no, I'm, but no. So he, so he, so, and he just put me through, he just put me through hell. Coming up, more on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. And so I asked you, well, what if you don't have any leverage? I don't have any documentation. 
But my problem was, in my mind, I thought the documentation I needed was all the squirrelies he was doing, all the stuff back and forth and all the changing of his mind. And no, I didn't do this. And and all the catching him and all the um, all the stuff he was doing behind the scenes that didn't make sense. When it comes to the safety of a child in a divorce case involving alcohol abuse, there is no compromise. Take back power, strength, and truth from the narcissist in your life with documented proof of sobriety. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they're not drinking when a child's safety is at risk. Soberlink's real-time alerts make it easy to negotiate with any party Judges rest assured that the child is safe. Attorneys get court admissible evidence of sobriety and both parents have empowerment and peace of mind. I created this community to provide support for divorced moms like me, which is why I partnered with Soberlink to create the resource, Tips for Negotiating with a Narcissist. To download the guide and get $50 off your Soberlink device, visit www.soberlink.com forward slash negotiate. Are you struggling with how to negotiate and win? Maybe you're dealing with a personality that's particularly challenging like a narcissist or other high conflict personality and you're feeling powerless. Make sure to download my free Win My Negotiation cheat sheet at www.winmynegotiation.com. Take a listen to our archive where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. I know my game inside and out, um, but I've never encountered anything like this in a professional sense in a personal sense. Um, and it really sort of hit me in the face from day one after we got married. The control, the manipulation, the, uh, the all the whole, like the whole gamut. If you look at that list of typical behaviors on your list. And now we return to today's show. And I want to point out, I do want to point out the reason why he did that was because he knew that it would hurt your husband. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He, he, he knew he would and, and it did <laughs> it hurt us. And so, so um, I was in a panic and that's how I came to your podcast because I was just, I knew this guy was a narcissist. I could not get my husband to totally agree with that because my husband still was trying, you know, still liked him and still was trying to make things work with him and going back and forth. And so when I started listening to your podcast every morning, I would put you on while my husband was getting ready in the morning and have him listen. And so he was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so finally, we were on the same page. So then, so then um, I got on a few of your calls and your live broadcasts, and I was, and you were saying, "Well, you need leverage. You need leverage. You need documentation." And so I asked you, "Well, what if you don't have any leverage? I don't have any documentation." 
But my problem was, in my mind, I thought the documentation I needed was all the squirrelies he was doing, all the stuff back and forth and all the changing of his mind. And no, I didn't do this. And and all the catching him and all the um, all the stuff he was doing behind the scenes that didn't make sense. And I knew I couldn't do that because he was gaslighting. He was making us feel like we were crazy with everything he was doing. But then when I bought, so, but then I finally just said, I need something. And I bought the slave program for business, made my husband sit down every weekend. We'd sit between six to 10 hours a day, Saturday and Sunday It was five weeks before mediation. And I was like, we are doing every letter of this. I don't care what, how long it takes. And, and it took us a long time. You say four hours, but we, we spent, <laughs> we spent many, many, many hours um, doing, doing everything you said, uh, analyzing ourselves, what our part was in it. And um, then you had this, this with the program, you said, hey, you know, put down a timeline. So I did a timeline. I did the events. I did the notes. And I ended up with, look at all this. I mean, so much documentation. Once I started doing that, it wasn't the craziness that I was looking for. It was, I just had to, the, the lawyers aren't looking for he said, she said, they're looking for what really happened, who signed this contract, what, you know, and um, what, what's really going on. And our, we were told that our mediator was a judge and that he was, if you don't have documentation, you don't have proof it didn't happen. You better have, you better show that, you better show your proof. He was, he was real hard, hard knuckled guy, but he was right. He was excellent. But he, he, um, he, he, um, we had all this um, documentation, all this proof. He came to, the partner came to the table with absolutely nothing. He just, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. He just kept saying that all the time. And so then, then the mediator would come back and say, well, he says that, you know, he, he got all the contracts. We're like, no, here's who got the contracts. This is what happened. And so then finally it's like, well, I gave him the CEO's phone number. And that's how he claims he got con- he, he got the contracts. Everything was all the contracts are in the CEO's, my husband's um, um, na- name. All the negotiations are in his name. You're, the, the mediator's like, you didn't even say any of this stuff. You didn't even do any of this stuff on, on the work. And you didn't do the RFPs. You didn't do answer any of these questions. And so he said, so well, I gave his phone number to the company because they asked me. So that was his idea that he got all the contracts. So just different things like that. It was just once once they I was able to prove this happened. You had it all ready to go because you had done every letter of what I said to do in the program. (laughs) I did. did. (laughs) It might have been overkill, but it got my husband and I because we had to sit there and we had to be on the same team. We both are being never overkill. Yeah. Yeah. So we sat there and we had to sit down and write our own stories. This is my view of this event. He wrote his view of the event. Then we would compare them. Then we would make sure we were as honest as we could. Then we would get documentation. So it took a long time because there was two of us and we had to agree. We didn't want to look a fight or argue in front of the mediator because that doesn't help our case at all. And so we went through everything and we were and we we just had we just had it. It was just like you said. This happens. Oh, well, then here he says this. Well, here this is our side. And we didn't have to raise our blood pressure. We didn't have to scream. We didn't have to yell. We didn't have to do anything. All we had to do was say folder number 49 has this in it. So thank Perfect. you. 
Oh, perfect. 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 I love it. And so you ended up writing to emailing us. And what did you say in your email? Oh, I don't remember now. <laughs> yeah, remember. you sent us a fabulous email um, telling us how um, how well it had worked for you. Yes, I kind of gave a synopsis of the story, and I just and it just it just really helped. It helped my relationship with my husband, and helped helped us helped us get on track. And um, it ended up helping. Um, our lawyer said it saved us lots, thousands, tens of thousands of dollars because it, they would never have been able to get through that and be so clear with all the information. I appreciated all the research that I did, of course, because I was, it was easier for me to do it than for them, of course, and less costly. But yeah, no, you saved us a lot of money and a lot of time. And, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, and, and so I want to just go back to telling people, I mean, the thing is that a lot of people go, oh, all I need is a good lawyer. All I need is a good lawyer. When people say that, what would you, your response be to that when it comes to that? Well, I had a good lawyer, but there was just so much information that she she couldn't she didn't know how to process it all. Somebody has to give her the guidelines. Somebody had to walk her down what was really happening. Um, and so, I, yeah, you have to have a good lawyer. But this this was a way of her to communicate when the mediator talked to her. She was able to be she she knew what was going on. She was able to show him documentation, and um, so yeah, no, she was she was a good lawyer. But had we just left it without helping her, and of course we didn't know how to help her until you showed us. But until um, we were able to help her, guide her along our story, I I don't think we would have had the outcome that we had. Right. So what the program does is actually help you organize the information in a way so that your lawyer can actually present it in a fashion that is, you know, so that you actually have the leverage in an organized fashion so that you actually can win. And it literally saves you thousands because your lawyer does not know the facts of your case. Your lawyer really does not know what has taken place. I mean, your lawyer knows the law, but your lawyer does not really know what has taken place. I mean, absolutely. And the other stuff they were throwing, she she doesn't know when they threw stuff from the other side, the other lawyer, and she she didn't know how to you know combat that until we provided her with the information, and then when she had to go up toe-to-toe -to -toe with, with the other lawyer, she was able to, and she did an excellent job. She, 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 um, she fought for us and believed in us. And that was, she was a great. That's another very, very good point because, you know, when they say, oh, you know, this happened, I'm the one, you know, when I'm the lawyer, I actually have to look to the clients and say, what's your response? Because I'm not the one who sat there and, you know, was, you know, with you guys when that took place. I wasn't sitting in your offices. I wasn't part of that conversation. So I, I don't know how to respond, you know, as the lawyer, I have to look to the clients and go, did that happen? Did it not? How do I respond to that? You know, and, and you guys have to be the ones that say, no, that didn't happen or whatever. And so the more that you guys can be organized and go, oh no, 
that's not how that happened. Or, oh no, we have the email to prove that that's not what happened or this is the response and here it is, you know, that it's so much easier for your lawyer to, you know, be able to go, oh, no, here you go, (laughs) you know? Yeah, no, I was very impressed. She read everything over then and she was able to ask us good questions and stand up for us. And and so she did that. The information was, was very helpful. It was just sad that we had to go through it. And it's sad that on the other end, a lot of people aren't asking us our story now that the gag order is off. And and you feel, you know, you want to you want to tell your side. But I I we just sit back and we'll say what, what, what happens happens it doesn't matter what <laughs> you know what we feel right now we just need to get through it yeah yeah Painful. yeah yeah so um so for anybody who is considering you know doing the program or whatever i you know, or, or taking the program now and they're like on the fence about it what would you say to them Oh, I'd say, please take it. It's just, it's worth it. But do what it says, go through and take the time. I mean, I did, we just really, we were just so at loss, not knowing what to do. And COVID had just started and it's, everything is online and you're not, you know, able to sit by your lawyer and get that, you know, assurance that you need. And so it was, it, it, it was a great, a great step for us. It was a great program and we we really took it to heart. And if you're going to buy it, just take it to heart and just do it. Do every little thing. Even, you know, you, you have to name an animal sometimes, you know, what animal does he look like and stuff like that. So in your mind, when you see him, you can think of that animal. I mean, just all those we did, you know, name yourself. Are you a conqueror? Who are you? I mean, we did all those things. We named, we did everything, no matter how corny, you know, you think it might sound at first and not, we just, we just took it dead serious. And we were just like, we're doing this. We're, we're taking it. And, and there was some levity in it, which is good. Like camel under the tent and different things, which was good because you needed that just to break up the intensity of the situation. But, but, and, and, and then also, I mean, every lawyer you talk to, they say, we don't like it. And judges, when people dispute business, this is not a legal issue. This is a business issue. These partners should decide this on their own. And so the, the judges, the, our, our judge that we were, we were having, um, he just disliked business disputes. And so we were told, you know, he's not going to be on either of your sides because he doesn't like business disputes. He wants the courts to have the legal issues and not to be, you know, filled with business disputes rather than what they should be used for. And so, so uh, we just tried to make it as clear as possible. And so with that in mind, that's why I got your program. I'm like, okay, let's make this as concise as possible and, and not look like two sides are crying and babbling and fighting. Let's just make it, make it work. Yeah. And they don't like to divorce issues either, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they don't like people saying the word narcissist either. Yeah. I mean, they like crazy. 
<laughs> no, I mean, crazy. they don't want to hear people say the word narcissist. <laughs> I mean, I always say to people, you know, put it in terms that the judge is going to care about, which is the, the law, you know, and that's why I, I put those those statutes in there and stuff, because like put it in terms of the law, because that's what the judge is going to care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were they were hard on us, and it was a rough experience to go through. And I would never want to go want to go through it again. But um, we we made it through, and um, and it was just it was just crazy the things he asked for, the things he did, and it, and at the end, just like you said, you said, "Don't think when it's over that it's going to be when when you think that it's going to be over that it's going to be over because they're going to come back with something else." Well, how? out and only just some way to hurt you and yep that's what he did the exact thing just we just both looked at ourselves that's what Rebecca said he'd do okay we're ready let's deal with it but he did it he just I mean it was just it was just like textbook what you said he he did but we were ready for it because we took the program so we were ready for it we knew what he was what game he was playing and we were able to not get all upset and and uh, and we were able to deal with it uh, yeah, so good. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Um, and, you know, would you say that it saved you thousands in fees? Oh, yes. Our, our lawyers, uh, lawyers, at first they said, oh, you probably saved about $40,000 in fees. And then they said, um, you your fees probably would have been double. Well, we're $200,000 into legal fees because of this. So we saved ourselves probably $200,000, you know, because she said it would have been double our cost. So, so yeah, it's, it saved us a lot of money. So in that way, it's absolutely worth it because it had us confident. We walked in confidently. We knew what we wanted. We didn't waste the mediator's time, the judge's time, anybody's time, because we knew what we wanted and you asked the right questions. What do you guys want? What's your baseline? What do you, what, you know, what are you trying to get out of this? What are you prepared to give up? You know, have all these questions answered beforehand. And we did. And we had that all down. We knew exactly what we wanted. We, and what we could part with and what we couldn't part with. And we just, we, we were able to just put it out there and be ready for everything. I mean, I don't think that there was anything that came along to us except for some stupid things like and we're like what you did not do that that did not happen what are you talking about here's the proof I, you know so there were some crazy things like that that we were just like what but um, we were able to prove it wrong and he, everything he said that was crazy but the rest of the stuff we kind of expected this is where he was going to go and and so we, we were able to be prepared and hand in the information and and our lawyer just, she went with it. She was, she was a little bulldog and she just, she was great. And, and she made it very clear. And so that, that gave us confidence because she, she represented us well. Fantastic. Love it. And I love to hear like Victoria's stories. So awesome. Thank you so much for being willing to share your story. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate you. And thank you so much for saving us money and helping us and guiding us along because I mean it, I was panicking. I did not know what to do. I was just, 
I was a panic. I was a mess. And our, my friends were so kind because I was I was a panic. They'd come and bring food and they would take care of my dog. And, and, and they would they would just they just took care of us. And we would just sit there and we would just work on your program. Uh, <laughs> and they let, they let us. And, and, and so it was that was good. Yeah. Well, and I always tell people it's simple, but not easy. No, you know, exactly. it's like you're going to have to do the work. Um, you know, it's not like there's any magic wand to it, you know, mm-hmm. but yep. it's definitely simple, but not easy. But so, think, so thank you also for being willing to do the work. And thank you. I'm glad I started five weeks before mediation because I only had weekends and, and nights to do the research. And had I not, had I not started when I did, we would not have been as prepared. Of course, then I get obsessive compulsive and go, okay, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. make sure this is really good. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. I, we, you needed, we needed that time. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you had a lot of paperwork and stuff to go through. There, to know. there was a lot. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you again for being willing to share. You're welcome. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by and listening to this episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Check back next Monday for more inspirational pearls of wisdom. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, I'd love if you would give it a five-star rating and tell me what you liked in a review on iTunes. Also, be sure to grab your winning negotiation cheat sheet at winmynegotiation.com. And remember, today is a perfect day to start negotiating your best life. Thank you.